listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Reports are coming out courtesy of Jane Slater of the NFL Network that anonymous Cowboy players are not happy with the coaching staff. One player was quoted as saying they're not very good at their job. That coming out of Dallas. Strong. But I think it's an overreaction in regards to that being significant really in any way, meaning the comments. And here's why I think that. I think if you have a group of 60, 70 guys, I don't care if they're from the Boy Scouts, the church, the prison. You're going to have some bad people in that group. And when I say bad, I don't mean necessarily criminals. I mean bad could be, hey, some uh, backstabbers. Hey, some ingrates, people that don't appreciate things. And then you're going to have some really good people. Once again, it's not about Dallas or another team. It's not about NFL football versus anything else. A right? lot of people that seemingly should be one thing or others and vice versa. Right? Watch the wire. The cops are bad sometimes and the criminals have at least some character sometimes. And in any group, if you have millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars at stake and eventually billions and things are going south, you're going to have some frustration, hypocrisy, hypercriticism, and all that. Now, when we hear it from Dallas, we think, oh, yeah, that's that culture. I remember it. Michael Irvin, he seemed like trouble way back when, and Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, maybe, but if we would have wanted to tell a story about the New England Patriots and they had Fez as many covid uh, opt out as anyone, right? Probably more in some ways. Oh, absolutely. And you could say, well, now it did kind of work the narrative. Well, Belichick's too hard, and they 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 figure there's no chance to win. No one, no. And chances are, it's everyone had their individual reasons, and that's why they sat out in New England. And oh, by the way, Dallas. It's easy to say, oh, look at those ingrates. Look at those. Or it could be your narrative is Mike McCarthy. He, I, I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy, so Mike McCarthy, he's uh, bad. And look, now he's really bad. We're seeing that Aaron Rodgers was right. No, they're losing. The Dallas Cowboys are losing. And because of that, people are upset. You know why? Because there's a ton of money at stake. Okay, so let's get, in my opinion, away from the wrong way to look at this. Now, that's my opinion. I mean, history says that I'm right a vast majority of the time. Fez, would you say that's fair? Absolutely, especially when you bet against me. Well, and that, and let's be honest, that is not the easiest way to win. So, I mean, <laughs> if, if I'm being right against you, that means I'm pretty right. That said, I could be wrong. Jonas, do you agree with me in general that what we're seeing out of Dallas is not about Dallas, it's about human nature yeah, that they're that the Dallas Cowboys get a little bit more of the attention in the negative variety. When something like this happens in Dallas, it gets blown up more than it does in other places, no doubt about it. And also it feels like that they want to say, oh, it's a product of the culture. Dallas doesn't have the discipline, it's not buttoned up. Wouldn't you say that? That that in general people yeah, look in whatever the foibles are of, of players, the whatever their um imperfections are in Dallas they seem to be pointed at more as in criticism 
Yeah, there's the loosey-goosey approach. Uh, they look at Jerry Jones doing weekly hits on local radio, and it's not like that in other places. And this is just this is what the Dallas Cowboys are for sure. Guys? Yeah, like Zeke fumbled twice and mentioned was that if you did that with Belichick, you'd find a spot on the bench for the Cowboys. Hey, things, these things happen. Just go back out, do the best you can. And the real story there might be the fact that Belichick won't pay a single back so much money. But if he did, would he bench him? He never benched Tom Brady. And Brady's had some bad, had bad games. Right? He was obviously has been a great player. So I think we're in general agreement there. But you know what we know? is players are thinking about winning and their level of play as much, and let's be candid, more than fans. Fans are like, players don't care. Well, in the NFL, at least, every play is graded in a way that even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it wasn't. And it doesn't matter if it's a good team, a bad team. You could be on a three-win team, and it's week 16. You're getting graded. Every snap, they're giving you a grade. And in the end, they add those grades up, and there's a big number at the end or a small number, and you know what? Your contract's either a big number or a small number because of that grading. And Mike Lombardi, friend of the show, he says it all the time. And anyone that watched the Belichick stuff when he was young under Parcells, it was like, who's this guy? You know, 30 years old, telling Lawrence Taylor what to do. Like Lombardi said, if that guy, 30, 13, 103, if he can help that player play better, that means that player puts more money in his pocket, Mm -hmm. and then he gets to buy another house. I mean, we forget about it. We think of these players just as this mass of humanity that's making all this money, and they're lucky, and we wish we were them. And some might be critical, as in culturally they can't relate. But these are human beings. I know it's a show, you know, I had a little day, uh, episode on or whatever, but on Ballers, it really does show you these are humans. And it's not like Ballers is Shakespeare, but it was like, these guys are worried. Am I going to get one more year? Can I get one more contract? Is that knee injury going to cause me to not go between having a billion and a half a billion? It's between, do I have to work at a used car dealership? Or maybe... Well, I have enough money that my kid doesn't have to worry about money. All those considerations are literally what we're seeing played out here. They're double talking and talking behind back because they think their contracts are going down the toilet. Mm. And if McCarthy was helping them play better, that means McCarthy would be helping the players make money and they'd be happy. And if he's not, they're unhappy. We know they're losing. So what's happening? The money's going down, future money, and you know what? People are mad. And in a weird way, we should like that. Because what's our main lament? The players don't care. They don't care as much as the fans. Well, in the NBA, that might be true. There's guaranteed contracts, and even bad players are making huge money. There's only five players per team, or five starters, 12, whatever. Here, the people come and go. They're they're interchangeable, many of them. But you know what? That interchangeable person... That $4 million a year, $3 million, that's life-changing money. That extra year of that contract. And everyone on the Cowboys almost, meaning if you're Dak, if you're up at that highest level, maybe so, you know, Zeke a better example, maybe not. Maybe so, maybe not. But for 95% plus of these players, when they lose, they're losing money from their pocket. And Fez, we can speak to that, I think, pretty clearly. We say 
cold cash over hot takes because if we're wrong, we lose money. If some talking head on another show's wrong, I don't know. I don't think I know they're not losing money. Maybe they're making money because they get more Twitter followers or whatever from their outrageous wrong takes. We got to be right. And you know what? The Cowboys and every NFL team wants to win because winning means money in their pocket. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's interesting to me is this division and what's left of it because someone has to win, right? And Dallas, despite the t- absolute train wreck that has occurred, the Dallas Cowboys, RJ, they're projected to win six and a half games right now. That's their over-under? So for the rest of the or their finished wins, they're either supposed to be six and ten or, or seven and nines. The two is in between what they're saying of the two choices, over-under Six and a half wins. Yes. And despite that, Dallas is the favorite to win the NFC East at minus 105 right now. The Eagles, the number two choice, plus 150. So the Eagles over under for wins this season is less than six and a half? It's six. And what's the win on Washington and the Giants? They're at four, and their division odds are 10 to one. And uh, was that the Giants or Washington? Both of them. Okay. So, Jonas, this is great. <laughs> I'm RJ Bell. That's Steve Fezzik, straight out of Vegas. We are saying right now, Vegas is saying the most likely number of wins to finish the season for the teams in the NFC East, Dallas, six and a half, Philly, (laughs) six, four for Washington, four for the Giants. Wow. Imagine if Dallas, there's a 50% chance they have less, you know, what we're saying is there's a 50% chance they have six or less wins. 50% 50% chance they have seven or more. So there's a 50% chance that Dallas, that the division, literally the final standings could say six wins, six wins, four wins, four wins. Oomph. All right, anything you want to wrap on, Jonas? Well, I just the thought of a division winner still ending up with a top 10 or 12 pick in the draft is pretty amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's a good – now, are we sure they don't, re, they don't do not it from playoff seedings when they – I don't – se- I'm not sure. I got to look into that. But if you're, if you're at six wins I – mean, I, I actually – the more I think about it, I think it is division. They reseed it. But if you're at six wins, normally you're picking around 10th, 10th to 12th. Well, yeah, because eight wins is going to be 16th generally, yeah. right? So it could even be like – that's probably why they reseed them. Because imagine that, that the Super Bowl winner – well, we know they do it for the Super Bowl winner, right? So they must do it for the playoffs. That's hilarious. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Let's shift to the New York Jets. Jones, you're a pro at these things. Give us the little – like, hey, we're talking about the Jets in the Jonas voice. Well, yeah, we're talking about the Jets, and the Jets are a bad football team. The Jets uh, just uh, <laughs> said, said bye-bye to Le'Veon Bell. Sam Darnold, we're not sure whether or not he's going to be playing again this week. Uh, Joe Flacco's their quarterback. And then you've got more and more of a push for Adam Gase to be out as head coach as the Jets remain winless on the season. I'm surprised you didn't mention Joe Namath at any point. I mean, just, I mean I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying. All right. This is strong. Everybody, everybody, the sharpest of the sharps are wrong about the Jets. Or someone's got to explain it to me better than they have. Now, here is what I'm saying. Everybody is saying, I wouldn't bet the Jets with your money. 
Fez, you anxious about the Jets? No. <laughs> you have you thought about the Jets this week? Like no. betting on them? No, they're on the don't bet fly zone. So there's a zone <laughs> which you don't bet them, and then somehow there's a plane involved. <laughs> Jets, okay. yeah. Yeah, the Jet, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the Fezic. Okay. I'm saying that I'm going to tell you five different ways the Jets should be bet, probably, reasons, quickly. And I want to understand how this is different, the Jets this year, than the history I'm going to give you. So I'm just going to run through some. So, for example, let's start with this one. This is a shocker. So the Jets have lost three games in a row, plus their other games. Meaning, if you just look at their last three, they've lost three in a row. It doesn't matter. It's six in a row, 20 in a row. Last three, they've lost. Lost, lost, lost. In the last 11 seasons, that's happened 745 times. So, for example, if you have a four-game losing streak, you have two three-game losing streaks, right? Is the prior three, then you lose another one, then it's the three prior to that. Okay. During that time, this is the first team, the first team ever of the 745 to have won the turnover battle in all three games and still lost three in a row. No team has won the turnover battle, won it, won it, and went ow, ow, ow. That's it. So think about it. 745 streaks of three losses, and the Jets are the only ones that had the benefit of winning the luck of the turnovers and still losing. So you might say, RJ, that, that, that's another reason to bet the Jets. You're crazy. That's a reason not to bet the Jets. No. What we're saying here is I know how bad the Jets are. There's no big debate about that. All right? But you know what? Are they the worst team ever? No. You don't have them the lowest team in your power ratings ever, right? No, Miami was two and a half points worse. Miami just last year after week four. Miami who might win the division this year, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. So now let's look at the history of these really bad teams. So we talked about the Jets are 0-6 against the spread, 0-6 straight up. If you just have those two situations all right, in history, the next game, the team is 27-15 and 15 against the spread. So 64% if you just say 0-6, 0-6. Well, you don't get worse than 0-6 in six games and both ATS and straight up. So we were saying like almost two-thirds of the time you're going to win – if you bet on that horrible team, why are the Jets different? What's different about it? Well, RJ, you might say, well, the Jets got shut out last time. Okay. NFL history. Doesn't matter what your record is, whatever. If you get shut out the next game, 55% against the spread, 119 and 96. You can go up and down the database. Every bad thing you can think of, shut out twice in a row, shut out and lost by 30 points. Shut out and haven't won a game in a month. You can't come up with something that history doesn't say it makes the bet better the next time. Now, Fez, you've been up and down databases. True or not? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And some, some of the databases, you know, you look at the trends and they don't make sense. So I love about this. This isn't data mined. This makes sense. No one wants to bet a team like this. So the point spread equalizer has to swing so far to entice anybody to bet on teams like this, right? So when you say data mining, you're meaning like saying, oh, left-handed quarterbacks east of the Mississippi with, you know, red hair. 
you're trying to find, you look at the data and massage. We're saying bad teams. Tell me how they're bad. Against the spread, okay. Straight up, okay. Shut out, okay. Lost by a lot of points, okay. It doesn't matter. The public overreacts. Even Steve Fezzik, the pro's pro, two-time Super Contest champion, says they're on the don't bet list, which is code for you're scared to bet them. Think of the flack I'm going to take on Friday if I take the Jets after well, on Wednesday sure. saying I'm not. It's, hey, it's a no It's a no bet zone. Now, what's interesting is he's saying that now because he now wants to take the Jets. <laughs> and he's going to act like it's part of some skit. Right. Yeah. No, Steve, you won't be taking the Jets. Now I'm fighting for the Jets. Now, another thing you might say is, well, what about a winless team that's shut out? Okay, well, it's the first time since 2009 that that's happened. You know, after week six, a winless team 0-6 or worse shut out the week before. But you know what? It's 5-1 in the history of our database, 30-plus years. You cannot find me a scenario. In fact, I might actually challenge Jonas between now and tomorrow Come up with a scenario that's so bad that no way can you bet that team the next week. They are lost a bunch of games. They have an injury. That, no, because the public always gets scared more than there's reason to be scared. There's a lot of reason. And I'm not talking about Casper here. There's a lot of reason to be scared of betting the Jets. But it's not as much as the market is pricing in. And what a price, and it is. Just last week, you could bet the Jets-Buffalo game, and the Jets were catching 10. Well, Buffalo just looked like garbage against Kansas City, and now Buffalo's laying 13. Now think about this. Last thing on this. Jets have three straight games that they're going to be like 40-some point dogs in aggregate. So against Miami, they were about 10 points. Like you said here, it's, uh, what, 13? Yes. And next week, Kansas City. 21. So historically, there's only it's one of the six or seven times there's been this kind of streak for a team, and we'll talk about that as the week progresses. So hate the Jets, laugh at the Jets, think they stink. Don't bet against them. History says you would lose money. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.